0: Welcome to the Sunset Community Church podcast. You're listening to sermon audio from our Sunday morning services. For more information about Sunset Community Church, visit us online at sunsetcommunity.church. Just going to take a few minutes this morning. Just want to look at a passage together that um, the Lord just brought to mind this last week. You know, oftentimes there's this, uh, there's a pressure for us in the new year um, sometimes to come up with goals, and i don 't think that 's bad at all I think it's this is a, a a great time to reflect and to consider and to vision um, what the future may have um, there's there 's also this temptation or this uh, maybe feeling of obligation as a as a pastor sometimes for the the very first Sunday of the new year to say okay here 's the thing we 're going to do this year here 's the vision and there there if you remember two years ago uh, at this time, uh, no, none of us knew that the pandemic was about to start. Um, and there was so many pastors, that were like the year 2020. Oh, what a great opportunity to say, what is our 2020 vision, you know, for, for the new year? And two months later, all of that blew up. Um, nobody saw the pandemic coming. And uh, in December, we, you know, we met and we had a, a meal together and we reflected on what God has done in our church family as a, as a body. Um, and, and we did talk about what are some things God's calling us to in the future. And we'll talk more about that for sure in the weeks to come. But this morning, what I really wanted us to do was to consider the relationship that we have. Consider the relationship we have with God. And what is that? How does that influence the days ahead for us. You know, we've just walked through this whole month of remembering and c- celebrating the arrival of God in the form of a person. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we, we, we consider the amazing reality of that enough, that God, who created everything, decided to come into humanity in the form of a person. It's amazing stuff. And it's important that we don't fall into a, a wrong belief as we think about that arrival, because if we think about the the person of Jesus as just being a moment in time that he came and then he left, then it's easy to fall into uh, kind of the trap that God is not still with us, that that we're left uh, on our own, and 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 oftentimes we maybe transpose our understanding of God um, or, our, or our, I should say, we have transpose our human relationships onto our understanding of God. And so some of you during the holidays, you're reminded of those that are no longer here and it, it opens up this, this longing and this wounding and this grief. Some of you, when you hear God is mentioned as a father, you, you go, well, I never knew my dad. Or he was, he was distant and absent, or he only loved me conditionally. And so when we think about Jesus as a person arriving into humanity and then leaving, we can easily transpose our, our experiences with human relationships onto God. And so he's far away, and maybe someday he'll come back and visit us. And if we're lucky, he'll respond to a message that we leave him. I mean, it's easy to think of God in those terms like relationships that have kind of ceased to exist. But we, un- we need to understand when we look at Scripture that God has been and he always will be present with his people. And we see this in the triune God, that God is Father, Son, and Spirit. Genesis, the book of Genesis opens up, and in the second verse in the creation story, it says that the Spirit of God... The Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The Spirit of God was present in the creation of humanity and of of all things. Genesis 1-2. Later on in Psalm 51, David, the psalmist, says of God, he says, don't cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. So the Spirit of God present in creation, the Spirit of God present with his people in intimate ways. And so we understand that the Spirit of God, His Holy Spirit, is not like this impersonal force that we muster up or that appears in certain ways, but the Spirit of God is the personal God. When, we, when you read about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God from Genesis through Revelation, it is God Himself. And so I want to encourage you or ask you this morning to open up to John chapter 14, this is kind of our devotional message this morning. John chapter 14. I'm going to look at kind of two little sections here, starting in verse 15. This, this little snippet that we're going to read together is Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he's hinting at his departure. And there's a lot of things that are going to happen in the midst of that. But he uses some intentional language here that is still really important for us to understand today. John chapter 14, verse 15 says this It says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever the Spirit of Truth. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. And then skipping to verse 25. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Now, there's a lot in this passage, but I want to focus in on a couple things. One is this word that Jesus used. He says to them, I'm going to leave, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. And again, this speaks to that that human condition that when somebody that we love that is with us, when they leave, all of a sudden our whole world changes. And how how does an orphan respond? Well, an orphan responds... To, to losing its parents or to maybe never knowing its parents, as if everything depends now on them. They have no family, no security, no vision for the future, so they have to figure it out. They have to survive. They're alone. They're scared. They're confused. There's no clarity. And so Jesus has been bringing this sense of belonging. He's been saying, you're my, you're my son, you're my daughter, And now he's about to leave, and so he wants to ensure that those that have put their faith in him know that they're not going to be left like orphans. They're not going to be abandoned. They don't have to then figure things out. They belong to him. And he says this, and he says... The reason that you don't have to feel like this, the reason you're not gonna be left as orphans is because I am gonna bring my Holy Spirit to you. The very presence of God that was there at the beginning of creation, the, the very presence of God that continues to sustain and to work in all creation, you will get that spirit, the spirit of God. He will lead you and he will guide you. Now, now sometimes we have a hard time taking in the the unbelievable implications of what Jesus is saying here, because we get tripped up by the very first verse, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. We we immediately go into doing mode. Okay, what does this mean? Like, is this a conditional love? Is Jesus saying, for, for me to get this spirit, I have to do these things? Do, how many times, do I, if I miss church on Sunday, does that mean I'm out? What are the commands of Jesus that allow me to, to remain in him and to have his spirit and, and to not have to freak out like an orphan would? What are the commands? Anybody know? Love. Love. How often do we read this and we go to Bible reading, prayer, tithing? We go to these like kind of Christian to-do lists. The commands that Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands, which are to what? To love. If you love, you will love. You will receive my love. You will give my love. Your basis, your foundation for your life is love. That should cause us to relax a little bit when we hear what it means to keep his commands. You know, it's a new year. It's a time to reflect and to adjust and to dream and to plan. Some of you love this. Some of you get excited about this. Oh yes, you are, your year's are already mapped out. Your vacations are already set. Your goals. You've already, you know, you've 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 already bought that elliptical machine that you're getting, You know, whatever it would be. You're excited about this, and some of you are absolutely paralyzed at the thought that you have to figure things out. You don't know what next week is going to bring, let alone a month from now. You don't want to talk to anybody about New Year's resolutions this morning because you haven't made any. You don't even know what ones you should make other than the usual ones. Wherever you are on that spectrum this morning, the the thing that we most need to know as we head into this new year is that as a child of God, you are not alone. We, we live in a culture that highly esteems individuality. You figure it out, you do it, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you, you, you. And as a result of this highly elevated sense of individuality, we are one of the most isolated cultures. We're, we're distant from each other, we're separate, Uh, we're on all of the the devices, all of the social media accounts, posting all sorts of content, and yet we are not even known by the people closest to us. We cry out for help. We cry out for love and relationship through those same media outlets, and yet we won't go and have a cup of coffee with somebody. We won't pursue other people in actual face-to-face relationship. This is the culture that we live in, and it's uh, I think it's illustrated by this receipt that I got from Safeway yesterday. <laughs> How many of you, when you, when you check out at, at, at a place, you crumple it up and you throw it away, or you walk away before they even finish it? You don't want that piece of paper, right? Yesterday, for whatever reason, I, I took the receipt, and I was about to put it in the garbage like I do every t- time when I'm walking out of Safeway in our neighborhood. And then I looked at it, and it said this. You notice this? It says, you're a cashier today was self. <laughs> Why did it say that? Because I went through this self-checkout, right? In fact, it's, it's actually harder, getting harder now to go through a checker, to actually see, have somebody ring it up. And, and I thought, I, what a great illustration for our current culture. We do everything ourselves. Here I am in, the, in, a, in a store that was full of people. Don't go, you know, you know this, don't go to a store the day before a holiday, right? So Safeway was nuts yesterday. I had to get one thing. <laughs> and it, it was packed with people and nobody was interacting with anybody. And I didn't have to. I checked out myself. And I feel like this is what we are breeding in our culture individuality and isolation. COVID certainly pushed us even further into that. We, we don't go to restaurants anymore. Restaurants come to us. We just order the food and we sit inside and we watch a TV show. We don't even talk to our spouse. <laughs> don't even look at him in the face. We don't need to because we're having our food and we're, having, we're watching our TV show. And so this of course this will influence our faith. Of course it will. My faith is my own, it's individual. My my spiritual growth is my own, it's individual. And so we isolate ourselves even more. We can come to a place like this and we can sing a song and we can go home and we cannot engage with anything that is happening around us. So why am I sharing this? As the people of God, as we start out the year 2023, I want us to marinate on John chapter 14. I want us to marinate on the fact that we are children of God, and by implication, that means we're part of a a family. Now, because we belong to God, the Spirit of God, His Holy Spirit, is with us. So as we are setting our goals and making our plans, are we saying, Holy Spirit, what is your plan? How do you want to direct me? What you know that a pandemic was coming two months before what I did, right? Years before I did. How would you prepare me for that? For the unknowns in this life? How, Holy Spirit, will you direct my year and my moments in my life? So I want you to know, we need to know that we are not alone. We have the Holy Spirit of God. And Jesus says this. He says, I'm gonna give you my spirit and he's gonna pat you on the back and say, keep running, champ. No. The Spirit of God, he says the Spirit of God is a counselor. Do you remember Isaiah 9, 6? That was our kind of our key verse. The names of God. He's a wonderful God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor. The the names of God. And so the Holy Spirit's role in our lives is to lead us, as it says in John 14, into truth. To remind us of who Jesus is. And when we're reminded of who Jesus is, we're also reminded of who we are as his sons and daughters. So I want to encourage you in this year, in 2023, no matter what your personal goals are, whatever they would be, ask the Holy Spirit, remind me. When I'm anxious, remind me of who I am. When I'm unclear about the future, remind me of who you are. When I'm fearful about my health or my finances, remind me of your greatness and your power. Holy Spirit, would you remind me? All of us who have placed our faith in Jesus have that kind of access. And so as a child of God, you don't have to be uncertain or anxious about 2023. Because with the promise of the Holy Spirit, we can stand firm together no matter what the year may bring. And I'll end with this last verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us. And he put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So if you feel groanings and you feel anxiety and you feel whatever it would be, know that the Spirit is with you and the fullness of what the Spirit will accomplish is still to come. But he's guaranteed it. And there's nothing that can take that away from you. And so we need to remain in that, as John 14 says. And so this morning we're gonna do what we do regularly here at our church. We're going to take of the bread and we're going to take of the cup that remind us of our identity. They remind us of who Jesus is and what he accomplished. That we are no longer orphans. That we are sons and daughters of Christ. And so as we do every um, time we take of the elements, I want to encourage you to take a moment. We don't want this to be a, a meaningless ritual. We want this to be a life-giving proclamation. Proclamation of who Jesus is in our lives. And so as an individual, or as a family, whenever you're ready to come up, we'll be continuing in worship through song. Come up and take first of the bread, remembering the body of Christ. And then take of the cup, remembering the blood of Christ. And in doing this as a church, let's renew our commitment to Jesus in the new year. Amen.